Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is Paul Arnold joined by Ernest Watts, and it's the Dynamic Duo today. And if you don't know who the Dynamic Duo were or was, then you're younger than we are. And it was Batman and Robin way back in the old days with the comic books. Ernest, when was the first time you read a comic book or a graphic novel, as they call it today? uh, I was five years old. And it was Bat- Batman, Superman? It was, Bat- it was Batman. It was DC. I wrote Batman, Superman, and uh, World's Finest, which was uh, mm-hmm. Batman and Superman together. Right. You didn't go with the odd couple? I thought that would have been closer to like, reality. <laughs> well, really, yeah. you and Nate are the odd couple, if we're doing that for our part in the confusion oh, okay. family, right. people listening today. If you're new, we rotate the co-hosts in, and usually we have a third person in the booth. And uh, tonight we don't. And we call from different parts of the country. So I'm c- calling in from Dexter, Michigan, which is near Ann Arbor. And Ernest down in Rockingham, North Carolina. And Ernest, I lived down there near you for seven years. And once in a while, we'd have a hurricane come our way. And right now, on August 2nd, is there a hurricane coming your way? Yes, Isaelas is headed our way. That is why the uh, then-owner of the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team named his team to Hurricanes, because North Carolina has the most hurricanes hit its state than any other state in the Union. No, Florida is not. Florida is number one in thunder and lightning. That's another story. That's why the <laughs> hockey team was named the Tampa Bay Lightning. But we have the most uh, uh, hurricanes that come through. So Isaelas is headed our way, and we're doing all of our bundling and all the grocery stores are out of bread and milk, even though none of us actually make sandwiches or drink milk. We're all lactose intolerant, but uh, we're still stocking up in that stuff. Oh, come it's like, on. Like y'all do up north when you get snowstorms. So it's when COVID thing. was really getting strong here in Michigan back in March, I went to the grocery store, picked up some toilet paper, of course, and then, but I picked up some pasta, some instant potatoes, um, pancake mix canned beans things like that stuff that you could really last you know for a long time if you couldn't make it back to the store and i got home and my wife laughed and laughed and said your son did the same thing today where he lives he bought all this spaghetti and all this noodles and things like that and now my wife says what are you going to do with all that stuff and i said i'm going to have the biggest spaghetti party for all my buddies and we're going to sit around when this thing is over and watch a football game and eat tons of spaghetti and maybe have pancakes i don't know did you buy anything when COVID was getting sort of scary at first? My wife does not allow me to go to the grocery store. <laughs> we'd have ice cream and oatmeal cookies and sweets. It is fascinating, though, when they issued the orders here, which they evacuated the Outer Banks, is the governor said, you know, because of COVID in the shelters, they have to be six feet apart. So they're going to have fewer people able to use the shelters on the coast this time. Mm, mm, that's tough. Well, it's a strange time, and we've been today. I sat down when I got back from a, a weekend trip, and I went, "Wow, there's hockey! Amazing!" I watched some of the hockey. Wow, there's NBA basketball. Wow, it's great. Wow, there's Detroit Tigers winning games on TV and made an amazing record today: nine in a row strikeouts from a reliever uh, named Tyler Alexander. And then, wow, there's golf playing right now, and I was like, "Wow, this is fantastic!" And yet. It was so nice outside. I was like, well, I'll hit record button. Are you recording a lot of sports right now, Ernest? I actually listen to it on my radio because that's the medium that I grew up with, listening to sports. 
while I'm in the yard or in the pool, or if I'm doing yard work, I use my headphones to my phone and are able to listen to things through all the radio stations you can stream through your phone now. So I'm, I'm able to, because, you know, sports is that medium that you can't, I mean, it's hard to, I hate to break this to you, uh, record because you usually know the answer. It usually get alerts on your phone by the time you see it. So I listened to the Braves game and I listened to the, the uh, Celtics and Blazers game while I was in the pool today. Mm-hmm. Floating. Sorry. It's a hard life. Someone has to do it. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. So are you at your darkest tan right now or are you still a couple shades away <laughs> It's a tri- tribute to George Hamilton out there somewhere. Well, you know, you remember in Doonesbury, they used to have the George Hamilton Open. Yes. Which was that you tan for one day and you play <laughs> uh, 18 holes the next day and they combine the scores to determine a champion. So I'm getting ready to compete in the George Hamilton Open in that respect. Uh, you know, it's it, it was nice, but it was a little different. I mean, my, my team that I root for, the Carolina Hurricanes, played – the first game of their qualifiers. I don't particularly like that title uh, against the Rangers. And once I got into the game, I watched a few of the uh, exhibitions. You tend to forget the crowds and all that. I mean, they do the video screens outside and it was, it was different, but it was unusual. And I've, I've caught about four of the hockey games. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you not familiar, the, the top four teams are playing a round Robin qualifier determine seeding and the other teams are playing and qualifying best three out of five and all and, qualifying to get into the playoffs and then we'll right have the playoffs. It's technically all playoffs i mean they i don't know whether it's qualifying term but yeah then they'll get into the the playoffs and it's uh, the physicality of it has surprised me in the games i've seen mm-hmm. I it's mean, been a little really, sloppy though i felt a little so. sloppy but very very physical i mean you know Stanley Cup playoffs generally are a more physical type of hockey than regular season because you're playing the same opponent multiple times in a row. You're getting used to it. And the officials tend to drop the whistles a little bit. But the ones I've watched have been really, really, I mean, missing football like we all are. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to see that again. And uh, we actually, uh, one of the hurricanes became uh, a trivia question. They became the first NHL scored the first NHL score in August all time. Wow! So hopefully it's a record will never be ever topped again. Maybe well, I was watching Philadelphia playing Boston, and a couple of things they had a fight in it, which I thought, wow, here we go, we're already having fights. Second is that each major sports is handling the no fan thing a little differently. You know, baseball is having the cutout features. Uh, and if you're not aware, Tom Hanks is making an appearance at the Oakland A's games. Um, oh, but the Tigers, though, Paul, you got to explain that to me. The Tigers have nobody. Well, I'm getting there, but so okay, okay. So with the hockey, you watch that, and they've shrink wrapped. You ever seen boats shrink wrapped in these big blue things for this off season? So hockey's decided that they're going to put a big like covering over all the seats, and so it looks like you're looking in a box, and. Um, Inside that box is a, a skating rink, and everything else is just clear, smooth fabric. And to me, it, they're missing out. I I think baseball is much better seeing different cutout images of people there. And then I caught some of NBA today, and I liked that they showed on their wall the video wall. The video wall. They showed fans in their seats watching at home, 
And it was interesting how different people were interacting with it, and they had some noise. So how would you rate it? Right now, I think NBA may be the top in handling this no-fan sports experience. I think baseball is number second. I'm disappointed with hockey quite a bit that this is what they're going with. NBA, and again, they did. They worked with Disney, and, and again, NBA is a, a technical medium. I mean, they have been always uh, beyond the other sports in using technology, and it is neat. They have tried some new angles, a lower ground level in that respect. Uh, I do like the video walls. They've made it like a TV production. In a, it's like in a TV studio. Mm-hmm. The games themselves, the majority of them have been blowouts. I mean, the first day there was some. Uh, there were close games. The Lakers and the Clippers was a very enjoyable game. Uh, the Rockets game uh, was was very very good against the Mavericks. That's about the two best games they were today. You had the Celtics and Blazers. Blazers came back from being twenty eight back, had a had a lead at a period of time. They're doing a great production aspect of it. Now, some people are getting a little upset about the politics. We'll get into that later. I like the hockey to the extent that it's very close to the Wait a second. You're talking about the names on the back of the jerseys or the lack of? Well, there have been – there was a legislator in Oklahoma which threatened to pull all the state funding for the Thunder if they kneeled for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting blowback for those who decide not to, like Jonathan Isaac of – of the magic who's an ordained minister mm-hmm. who basically says he, he, he has a choice here. His choice is to stand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's again, it's, it's outside. You don't hear anything. And I think the teams tend to support whatever direction the players go into. Now the NHL to me, it's very similar to the stadium series because in that you have the, the rink is really far off in the stadium. They have all these, accruements and everything. You mean when they're outdoor during the outdoor, winter? Outdoor, yeah, the outdoor. That's what is very similar to me in that respect because they're very far away from the stands. Baseball, uh, you know, it's different teams have done different amounts. There are those who have had some fun. You're talking about Tom Hanks with the uh, A's. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rangers have uh, George W. Bush <laughs> uh, and his Barbara Bush. I mean, they have all the Bushes, all four of the Bushes. Even those who are no longer with us, uh, Nolan Ryan in the crowd. I mean, it's like pick who they are. Yeah. And then, then you know, I watched a little bit of the, the Reds and Tigers today, and I go like, dude, where's everybody? I mean, used to seeing the cutout. <laughs> it's just I like mean, last year when they had the wor- the re- worst record in baseball. There's nobody uh-huh. there. Um, I liked Minnesota had some of their famous twin players images behind there. So you're looking there and saying, oh, that's Chuck Morris and. That's Robin Yount. You know, I liked seeing the classic pictures, although Minnesota had blow-up faces like you see on that wonderful show, Pardon Interruption. Um, and so you only could see half their face, so they somehow they failed that deal. Um, in general, the games of baseball have been pretty interesting to me, partly because Tigers are playing well. Um, but today was exciting because I was listening on the radio, which I love to do, like you talk about. I'm driving home listen on the radio, it's fun, and Tyler Alexander, who I didn't know of before, comes out of the a bullpen, or out of the stands these days, strikes out nine straight, and he says he's tied an American League record, um, and so only one pitcher, you probably know this, has done ten straight, but it was in the National League, and who was that, Ernest? Oh, wow. I, 
the first one that leaves my mind is Nolan Ryan, but it can't. Kofax, Kofax, yeah, I'll go with Kofax. Sandy, close. Terrific Tom Seaver, who pitched ah. for the Mets, did it in 1970. Folks, this is so rare, and I didn't realize it for a pitch to be that dominant to pitch, strike out nine straight. Um, in the American League, it's done by um, Ricky. No, excuse me. Let me look at this again here. Uh, Doug Fister did it, um, it for Tigers too, and then um, somebody said that um, Roger Clemens did it, but when they double checked it, I guess it didn't count for other reasons. I don't know. But anyways, it's no, only been done think, five or yeah, six Clemens times. Did, Clemens did it over two games. I think oh. he did it over two games. It wasn't a single game. Doug Fister, I mean, talk about a mediocre pitcher. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing about baseball is you, is you get these these mediocre guys who set records is, is one and done. But you know the the problem with baseball this week has been the cancellation of games during because of coronavirus. Yeah, before we get to that, would you rather have an obscure record as a pitcher or as a hitter? Boy. Da, da, I feel da, like da, da, I feel da, da. like hitter because pitchers are getting better and I think hitters are getting worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's more strikeouts. Uh, pitchers are getting better. I think there's certain things we're going to see go away. I think guys throwing 300 innings, you'll never see that ever again. I don't think we'll ever see a 25 game winner. I think we'll get to the point where we're not going to see 20 game winners anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think we won't see. We'll see 3,000 strikeouts. I don't think. I think. 200 wins will be like 300 wins used to be automatically getting in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Well, you're about to say that Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, of course, had a bunch of COVID cases, and we know the Marlins already had some COVID cases. And uh, yesterday, Phillies. Phillies. Phillies had some. So are we looking at the beginning of the end? Because this is not like the NBA bubble, it's not like the NHL bubble. Uh, is it just doomed to fail? I mean, is it just whoever stays healthy? You know, is that who's going to win the baseball World Series this year? Well, the world's worst sports commissioner came out this week. <laughs> he came out as what? He he just he came out and spoke to the oh, uh, okay. right. players association, and basically threatened that if this continues, they would cancel the season. Now he's backtracked on it because. He is a mediocre. He is the world's worst sports commissioner, but that's another issue for another time. Uh, you, you know, you'd see games, and guys just did not take this seriously. They half, two thirds of them don't wear masks. They're fist bumping. They're sitting right next to each other in the dugouts. You watch hockey, you watch basketball, and you see the separation. And you see him wearing the masks, and you see the officials. And I, I still think you can do it outside the bubble. Now, people are going to say, well, what's going to happen if not all the teams play the same number of games? Well, this has happened before. And, Paul, you would know this real well because I'm going to go into your childhood. 1972, there was a strike first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. was canceled. And what affected was the American League Eastern Division. And teams did not play the same number of games. And basically the Red Sox and the Tigers had the same number of losses, 70 losses. But because the Tigers had played one extra game, which they won, they won the division. Mm-hmm. Same problem happened in 1981, again, because of a strike. And that they had a split championship. 
team that won the first half of the season was one playoff entry. The team that won the second playoff entry won the second half. But they still lost about two or three weeks of the season uh, from June 11th to August 12th, about almost two months. So there were different numbers of games. So you had teams like the, the Cardinals had the best record in baseball. They were out of the playoffs because they weren't first in the first uh, set up of the second half of the season. The Reds had the second best record. They weren't in the playoffs. The Orioles, who had the same record as the Yankees, they didn't make the playoffs, even though they had a better record than the Yankees for the entire season. So you're saying so that it's never fair. We're just going to get what we're going to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to see teams that as many as 10 less games. Now, they did pass an agreement with the Players Association this week that doubleheaders would be only seven innings, which is what it's been in the minor leagues. My gracious, as long as I know, as long as I've been base, you know, as long as I've been alive, it's been seven inning uh, doubleheaders in minor league baseball. But we're going to see more of this. I mean, more Cardinals came out testing positive today, and you know, a lot of this goes back to, again, the players not taking this seriously. Last Sunday, three of the uh, Marlins knew they tested positive, but voted to play the game. And I've got a 40, yeah, three of them knew they were positive before the first pitch on Sunday. The team voted, well, let's let them play because they're not showing any signs. They're not outwardly sick. And so you had three coronavirus positive tests that went on the field mm-hmm. and not only affected the Marlins, but the team they were playing, which was the Philadelphia Phillies. And then affected the locker rooms, and possibly the teams use the same hotels. Every team, a visiting team, goes to the same hotel in all these areas. So the players never take this seriously. And because of that, that's why we've had six teams with canceled games this week. And there are going to be more, but they're going to finish the season. You may only have five or six teams still eligible to play. Yeah, You're going to see te- not all the teams are going to have the same number of games. They're not going to all play 60 games. They mm-hmm. may none of them get 60 games but they're not controlling it. Even on the field, they're not showing the, 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 the prescribed moves that all of us do in our work and day-to-day life. What and for think? that, they're paying. And the wildest story is what happened to Yvonne Cespas. Uh, yeah. He just walked out. Yeah. I mean, I was living the Braves-Mets game, and they're interviewing Mets officials that we don't know where he's at. We, we, we hope he's not in danger. Well, he just walked off. He, he opted out for the entire season. Of course, now he hasn't played the last two years, so that shouldn't be that big a surprise. Right. Well, for around here, the hardest thing, I think, was for people to understand with COVID that you wear a mask not just so you won't get it, but that you won't spread it to somebody else. It's, it's, a, it's a common thing that if the, the percentages go way down, if both people wear a mask and you're six feet apart, yada, yada, and we were on some beaches this um, weekend, and the wind's blowing. We're more than six feet apart. It's outside, so we weren't wearing a mask in that scenario. And then along come a couple and their daughter, and they're all wearing masks. And they look like, you know, you can see their eyes get really big, like, oh, my gosh, nobody's wearing a mask here. And they walked way around everybody. And so at that point, I'm thinking, we're fine here. We're outside. We're more than six feet away. It's okay. And yet... People take it all over the map here 
about how serious should you be about wearing a mask and uh, like in the parking lot, should you wear a mask before you get inside? I think it's just you're cutting down the risk and the mask part is still a bone of a contention around here. I mean, on the news, we have people getting really upset with others. I think sports, though, I think the young nature of these players, they think they're not going to get it. They think they've been quarantined long enough. And just this week, we got news that Matthew Stafford, the quarterback for the Lions, is on a list. So they're tracking it. So if you know someone who gets it and they can say, oh, I hung out with Matthew Stafford two days ago, then Matthew Stafford's tracked to that case and he's got to be in quarantine. So I think the baseball players should step up. So how should have Manford handled that, Ernest? If you were a commissioner, what would you have said? I would have basically, first of all, they need to get out of the clubhouses, go to the old days, dress in your hotel, and come straight to the ball game. Ah, uh, uh, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, clubhouses are the nastiest places you can be anyway. I mean, that, that's just, don't shower, go back to the hotel. I mean, that's what you do in the minor leagues. That's what you do in a lot of uh, athletics. You know, youth league teams, that's what they do. They don't have locker rooms in that respect. I think he needs to levy fines against the teams that don't pick up the same standards you know they need to keep the distance they've got the whole stadium to sit around mask while they're in the dugout while they're out in the field okay you don't have to i mean i, I just think they have to take this a little seriously in that respect and you can't find the players because of the players association so you find the teams themselves you start hitting the owner's pockets they're going to lean on the players and and again I don't think we should have been surprised by this. I don't think anybody really thought they'd get all 60 in. The one reason they now they're reducing the rosters next week from 30 to 28, they need to keep them at 30. Mm-hmm. They got the taxi squads in their minor league, their AAA camps. So in that respect, keep players out. If you like the Marlins, bring up some of the kids. But make sure it, the clubhouses just seem to be a natural breeding area for this. Because the older stadiums, they're very tight. They're very close. I mean, Fenway Park basically is like a long tunnel for their locker room. So that's 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 too close. Mm-hmm. Hey, the millionaires dress in the dress at home, come to the ballpark, put on your spikes, play in the field. I yeah, mean, the, the I guess you, that just takes away so much. I think that's what it, we're struggling with, right? Like, how much do we have to do to be safe? And how far do we go? And baseball is learning a hard lesson right now. And maybe football is paying attention to all this. Although I did see that the NCAA and the Power Five conferences are not getting along right now about the non-major sports. Did you see this article? There's a vote next week where the NCAA is going to vote whether or not they're going to allow any fall championships or fall sports to be played. And there are rumors going around that the Big Five are going to say, this is our revenue. We're talking We're the SEC, play. Big Ten, ACC, Big 12. Pac-12, yeah, Pac-12, yeah. That they will create their own super conference and go like, we're going to play football. Because some of them have already made arrangements. The ACC is going to play a 10-game conference season and a plus one. So they're going to have 11 games. The SEC is playing a 10-game conference season. The Pac-12 is doing the same thing, and so is the Big 12. Big 10, excuse me. Big 12 has not decided what they're going to do yet. And remember, they have much fewer teams. 
they're more dependent on non-conference games in that respect. But mm-hmm. I would pretty much figure they're going to fall in line with the other. All of them have pushed back the seasons. ACC will not start till September 12th. I think the Pac-12 is not starting till sept- September 21st. And I forgot where the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten's looking at the first week in September. And right but now, no fans anywhere. Is that correct? Yeah, no fans. No fans. And they're basically scheduling for something geographically. And the for, for this year only, Notre Dame, we have a Notre Dame fan amongst our crowd. <laughs> Notre Dame will be an ACC team, and they will right. be eligible for the ACC championship. They will play... 10 ACC teams and one non-conference game. And all of them be in close proximity, which would probably mean BC and Pitt and Virginia, Virginia Tech, those, those types of Well, schools. once again, it shows NCAA has no power, really. They're just sort of uh, toothless once in a while, do something, penalize somebody group. And I don't know what's going to take to change that scenario. I mean, what would be the best move to make if you were commissioner i want to make you commissioner today ernest first baseball guru college football yeah yeah so if you're a college football guru would you start with the playoff system i know what you'd start with you'd start with paying the players wouldn't you oh yeah yeah let's let's call all that all that revenue comes in and you know if any school complains well you know just take it out of that you know 12 million that Coach Saban's making in Alabama, or ten million that Texas A&M is paying their coach. You know, just a couple million there go a long way for pay the players. And I'd go again to an eight-team uh, championship series. Mm-hmm. I get rid of some of these bowls too. I mean, they're they're kind of we've already had one bowl cancel, and I'm sure there'll be others. That the the Gateway Bowl, which is in Frisco, which is played in Giant Stadium. Uh, that's been canceled. We're going to see other bowl games. Canceled. What would be the perfect the COVID season. bowl, like the Lysol bowl this year, or the Lysol the, bowl, or, or the who, Perel uh, bowl? See the uh, Perel bowl. I got the uh, mask, the HD19 mask. Oh yeah, H95, uh, whatever. H95, N95. yeah, the H95 mask. Nine, H95. Yeah. <laughs> or the six feet away bowl. Oh, uh, yes, something, difficult. yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so and, had, and I do. I'll do one more thing for David. What would you do? Uh, bring back a uh, college football video game. <laughs> He's been waiting for that ever oh since. Oh, my gosh, yes. 2000. Oh, EA Sports. How many kids grew up playing EA Sports? My goodness. Do you know the last one on there was? Yeah, Denard Robinson from Michigan. Yes, sir. There we you have go. it. Yeah, we have last it. Last scene with the... Uh, Atlanta Legends of the uh, Alliance for American Football last year. Oh no, last seen at the bars around Ann Arbor. What are you talking about? <laughs> by the by the way, Paul, uh, today was uh, Friday was the last day to put in your bids to buy the XFL. Did you put your money in? Oh gosh, I knew there I was, was going to do something with that twenty bucks. Thirty-five bids for people to buy the XFL. Really? Thirty-five bids. And what do they get? All the helmets that they already made? Or what do they, they get, get for the that? They get the rights. They get the teams. They get the TV contracts with ESPN and Fox Sports. So why did McMahon do this? If it's all this is already still lined up, why did he drop it? Well, uh, he had used some of the stock from WWF 
to uh, pay for the operational. It wasn't his personal pay. He didn't. It was all under the corporation of that. And he has stockholders and he has people. And because of the COVID, you know, again, Seattle was not going to allow them to play on the field. Mm-hmm. Because remember, you remember Washington was one of the hot spots at the very beginning of this in March. And so they could not carry on. They didn't have the revenue from that. And then there were some that said when he uh, put it up for sale in bankruptcy court that he was going to do a, a left turn and purchase it under a different corporation and that way renegotiate all his contracts and bring in enough revenues. Mm-hmm. Now, in court, he claimed he wasn't going to do that. I know who's going to buy he's it. An honest, he is an honest, honorable Don't person. Don't you think so Netflix is going to buy it or one of these oh, streaming wow. services? Amazon. Yeah, they got enough money to buy it. She was. Well, you know, Amazon's in on football anyway because they uh, broadcast, simulcast the uh, Thursday night NFL games with an all-female crew. Did you know that? And uh, they actually showed two different broadcasts on Amazon during the football season. What was all-female? Uh, they did an all-female broadcast crew. Oh, okay. They, they pick right. up the they picked up the Fox broadcast. You know, uh, I better leave that alone. I had a few jokes go through my brain, okay. so all I better right. leave be that be one. Be nice, be nice, be nice. Be yes, nice. yes. Be all right. So in these trying turn times, and so, actually, there's another quarterback who's tested positive for COVID yeah, in the NFL. Also. Minshew. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. And then Joey Votto is on IL for the Reds because he has symptoms. The trouble these days, if you just cough or sneeze because you have allergies, people just you know cringe and they get away from you. So, well, but isn't there an extra issue with Stafford because his wife just came out of brain surgery, right? Didn't oh she no, re- not just. It's she's. It's been over a year. Or so okay, but no, I'm no. sure that she's on some continuing continuing medications. Yeah. Yeah. brain surgery so she might be more vulnerable so i digress I'm we're sorry. going to take a left-hand turn and go toward culture because we like to jump around talk sports talk culture and ernest you are a huge movie fan and you know back in 2019 in august way back in the way the back the thrilling years of 2019 yes, come yes. back to us kids i saw a meme today on facebook it said Nobody got the question right back in 2015. The question was, what will you be doing five years from now? Um, Anyways, a a year ago, Ernest, a bunch of movies came out, and you're a movies guy, and I have a list of them right here. The movies that were hot in the new releases in August. You want to guess any of them without looking on your computer? August is usually the dump month. It is a dump month. That's usually because after you've been out by the third week in July, that's the end of the summer uh, movie series season. I know. That's why I didn't want to give you a too easy one here. So. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, you just so here it is. In August of last year, you want to guess some of the new releases? Oh wow! I have no earthly idea. (laughs) Well, you probably went to see Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Dora the Explorer. (laughs) No, no, I did not go see Or did you see Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock and with um, Jason Stratham? I have seen that on pay-per-view TV. And the bad part about it is the first five minutes they talk about a super virus that that's released. Yeah, when it came out, I'm like, I'm trying to get away from this. I really am. Uh, And another one. I've only seen one of the Fast and Furious, the original one, so Mm -hmm. I wasn't 
Yeah. I was really bored when it came on. And let's face it, The Rock makes about everything good. Here's an artsy movie. Did you see The Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf? No, no. I I have seen it on TV. It has come on. I have. Like you said, August was the dump month. How about The Kitchen with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss? No, that's, that's, again, no. I've seen it come on. It hasn't. I'm not a. Uh, what's Melissa? So you didn't see yeah. any of these. How about the Good Boys with a bunch of sixth grade boys that swore <laughs> and were trying yes, to? Yes, I have. I have seen that. I have seen Uh-oh. that. Uh, that's the type of humor I enjoy. Uh, How about Blinded a... by the Light? This um, British Pakistanian teacher wants to be a teenager wants to be like Bruce Springsteen over in England. That's very similar to a movie that you saw that was based on oh, uh, yes. everybody losing knowledge of England. But right. he basically, uh, and I'm a big Springsteen fan, so I have seen that. It's a cute little movie in that respect. If you're a Springsteen fan, you'll like the music. Well, this movie my wife watched, she went with some friends because she loves action movies, even if they're not high quality, and she likes Gerard Butler, and that was Angel Has Fallen. It's the third of the series where he's had a secret service and he has to save... Morgan Freeman from all sorts of drones and stuff. Actually, Morgan Freeman dies in the first five minutes, doesn't he? Well, the, the, yep. The so the, all they come at him oh, in the lake. Oh, wow. You want to ruin Spoiler. it, huh? I'm sorry. The most fascinating about him is watching desperately fight to keep his his uh, Scottish brogue out when he's <laughs> yes. speaking. His English accent drops so quickly and so fast in that respect. Yeah. Right. All right, and so for the really old in our audience, I'm going to go back to another culture point for you, Ernest, and that's back to 1980. Can you name any of the top ten Billboard songs in the summer of <laughs> 1980? You know, that's the end of the 70s. So I know, it was the year I graduated from high music. school. I had pretty much give up from music. No, no, not graduated from high school. I've already graduated no, from college. No, I graduated from high school. Oh, I got, I got married in 79. So obviously, this is about the time I got hooked in that published. What is it? The the record deal where for a penny you get six eight tracks. Oh yeah, the Sony or RCA deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Elvis Costello on there anyway? Well, we better explain that, folks. What happened was this is before you know you could just get it on demand. So what you do is pay up for a service, and they would send you records or CD uh, cassette tapes or eight tracks, one of the three. And you'd get a subscription of music every month, and you could pick what you wanted. And you ended up probably paying a lot more than if you just went down and bought what you wanted. So, Do you want to explain to them what 8-tracks were? 8-tracks <laughs> <laughs> were really poor cassette tapes, and they don't even know what cassette tapes are. So no. moving on, can you name any artists from back in 1980? I know by that time I was listening 40 years to ago, man. Elvis Costello. I liked his album from that time. Mm-hmm. I'm no. trying to think. No Elvis Costello? Not in the top 10 oh, wow. songs of 1980, man. 1980, boy. All right, uh, here we go. One was from the movie American Gigolo, Blondie, Call Me. Yeah, yeah. Another one, Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall. Well, yeah, but that was on the charts for 12 years. I'm just, just you know, top just, songs yeah, in 1980. Tell you, that Magic was with uh, Olivia Newton-John. Uh. <laughs> I was a fan. What can I say? Michael Jackson, Rock With You, which was a good song. 
Uh, this one good, you're really going to cringe song, at. Captain and Tennille, do that to me one oh, more time. Oh, good. I mean, I think he just died, didn't he? Yeah. The captain just passed. And then, of course, Queen was in their sweet spot. Oh. The crazy little thing called Love. Um, another one bites the dust. They were really doing well. So. Why well, didn't think of Queen? That was about their hot spot about that time. Yeah, and then Billy Joel, Diana Ross, um, Air Supply, my wife's favorite song, which is a lot of soft pop stuff. Anyways, we get back to sports now. That was our little diversion for now. So, Ernest, you've watched a little bit of baseball. Is anybody having a better early season than Aaron Judge from your point of view? Uh, yeah, uh, Swanson, the shortstop for the Braves, is leading at hits. He's batting 400. It's, it's, it's amazing. The Yankees in general are doing real well. Certain teams, there are certain teams I expected to do well that, that aren't. The Reds I thought would do better than they started. Uh, it's, it's interesting. The Orioles, of course, are always in the bottom. That's the way they started. Uh, the Marlins were doing well before they shut themselves down. I think thought you know i knew the dodgers are doing well there's certain teams that again people say well it's it's two weeks it's kind of a short actually 10 days but this is one you know one sixth of the season is gone already mm-hmm. and if you go on a slow start the white Sox, i thought would do better i thought the brewers would do better there's certain teams but you know you realize you're gonna have 16 teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if you got a winning record, you're going to be in a playoff. And the way they set this up is the first round is best of three, mm-hmm. but they're all in the, they'll all be in the home ballpark of the higher rated team. But if you've got th- two good pitchers, I don't care what your record is. If, if you go in there with two decent pitchers, you're going to win that first series. So a team like the Mets who just sprout up pitching all along the Yankees, who have mediocre starting pitching, you kind of worry because they have a hard problem getting to their bullpen, which they're most effective. But, you know, the Dodgers should be in great shape for the playoffs. I think we've been waiting for them to do something. I thought the Astros would do better also. Speaking of that, we've had our first dust-up. Yeah, Kelly threw behind, was it Bregman? Uh, yeah, and uh, try to hit a TVA also. And, and and you see that Rob Manford didn't take this lightly. He suspended Kelly for, was it 13 games, 12 games? Some it was uh, two rotations. Though. I think it was like nine or ten. Yeah. So it wasn't just like he sat one rotation. I think he's going to have to And you know two. the ironic part about this, don't you? Kelly wasn't with the Dodgers. Kelly was with the Dodgers last year. And he wasn't with the Dodgers when they played. He the was Astros with the Astros, before. you mean? No, no, no. I mean, he wasn't. No, he wasn't with the Dodgers when the Dodgers perceived oh, they got I cheated gotcha. by the Astros in the World yeah, Series two right. years ago. He's been with the Red Sox. Okay, who's the other team that's been dinged <laughs> for this cheating? Is the he came from a cheating team, so he's gonna throw at the other cheating team? I mean, come on now. I mean, he wants to fit he, in. He wants to fit in the new Dodgers. Be one of the guys. Buy a pizza for everybody. <laughs> Buy drinks for everybody. Buy a fit pizza. In. This is so hip. It's such a hypocrite. I mean, they should suspend him for two weeks for just being a hypocrite, not for throwing it. Uh, and Bergman, Bergman. So who's the biggest well. hypocrite in in sports right now? If you're going to open up that door, Rob Manfred, the the commissioner uh, for baseball. He just mishandled this. I mean, 
we're playing baseball in despite of what he's trying to do. Worshwell, he wanted a 60-game season. Right. They could have done this earlier. He has antagonized the players. He came out and bullied them at the first of the week. Of, you better behave or we're just going to pull the season in front of you. And I'm sure he didn't go to his owners and tell them, I'm going to remove all your revenue for the rest of the season <laughs> if players don't behave. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's just a joke in that respect. He's overreaching. I mean, What'd you call him? The world's worst commission, he's sports the commissioner? World's worst sports he's the WWSC? He's worse. Well, that's home. I mean, he's, he's just horrible in that respect and what he hasn't been able to accomplish. If I you mean, say horrible, you got to say it like Charles Barkley now. Terrible. Terrible. Horrible. Terrible. Horrible. I mean, he, he's been a joke ever since. He's been a joke ever since he let Jeter purchase the, the Marlins, even though they did not have the finances to do that. And they have a team. That was an area that felt like they were abused when they wound up playing for a stadium with this horrible. Uh, uh, is that horrible again? You got to say it like Barkley. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, he, he guides who he wants to be his owner. So does he want A-Rod to buy the Mets then? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's first of all, I don't think it's going to happen because they've already had one deal fall through with the Mets because the Met owner who lost a lot of money because of uh, Bernie Madoff. They right. invested a lot of money in Madoff. So they're financially in bad terms. But the previous sale was for $1.3 billion. But they had a codicil that he wanted his son to remain president of the team for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're walking away with one three. $0.3 billion. Walk <laughs> away, disappear, right. enjoy your money. Don't try and make your son run the team for the next year. If I paid $1.3 million, I'd change the billion. name if I want to. $1.3 billion. billion. I'd change the name of the team if I want to. I'd whitewash every name of the Wilpons, that's the owners currently, right. from that stadium. Hey, they already so, have a stadium named after them. They paid for the new Michigan baseball stadium here in Ann Arbor. It's pretty nice. Anyways. That's nice, but they didn't try. They didn't try to get a job for their son at Michigan. Ah, it's still early. They might. You never know. Which I don't hit a sore spot with you. I don't want to digress, but we had some news that you know, and I've read about this. Yep. That kind of tainted Bo Schembechler. All right. Uh, so you opened up the can of worms. Let me get to okay. it then. You right. get to it, and yep. I'll tell you the outside of how I feel. Well, we, d- we, d- we have about five more minutes, so I'll, I'll keep this short, and we'll try to do a good wrap-up here. So, folks, for, you know, unfortunately, Penn State had the horrible experience where they had a coach that was doing inappropriate things with um, players, and then Michigan State had a gymnastics coach that was connected to the national... At a, at a position, at a position. Yeah, he was connected to the institution... The, Michigan State and the National Gymnastics Association, and he was doing things to young ladies that were totally inappropriate, and he hit it. He he justified it as a treatment of care, and it came out about uh, almost a year ago here in Ann Arbor that University of Michigan officials had a press conference. Says we had a doctor here that gave physicals back in the '60s and '70s that also went too far and. Um, groped and put fingers in places that shouldn't have done as part of a physical with athletes. And U of M uh, president came out and said this was wrong. We know it's wrong. We're working with lawyers. We're working with uh, victims. We know we're wrong. This was wrong. And 
this person's already dead and gone, but we know we have responsibility as an institution that we didn't have enough institutional control back in the 70s and 80s. So this has been news here for quite a while. What made the news this week was one of the people testifying in the affidavits said that he went to Bo Schabbeckler. He was one of the student announcers for the team and said, I went to this doctor uh, to get a, to, for a virus infection, and he groped me. Uh, I want you to know. And Bo said, I didn't know that. I'm going to tell the athletic director, Don Cannon, what happened. And so the student announcer went away thinking he did what he did, but nothing was done to that we know about to that doctor at that point. And the, the victim in the story says, I believe Bo did, Bo Schumpacher, the famous football coach, did tell the athletic director, but wasn't there, the point of the article was, didn't Bo have a responsibility to follow up, just like Joe Paterno was you know, kicked out basically because he didn't follow up when he told the athletic director. So I would say that it was bad all around. There's no winners in this case, and the victims deserve a, a good settlement. And I at least feel that the uh, Michigan president has been straightforward and said, you know, we didn't have institution control before I was here, but we're not using an excuse to avoid it. And it does, you know, this article, if you read it too quickly, does look like Bo just whiffed on it. And I don't know what he did. I want to believe he did more. But if you're trying to be consistent with Joe Paterno and this, this does not look good for Bo Schembechler, who's been a huge um, icon around here. But he's been gone now for, boy, at least around 10 years. So it's it's one of those situations where we were in a series, I think, in this country when people looked the other way and doctors had too much authority. So that's a quick summary. Do you want to add anything else to that, Ernest? As an outsider, and the article compares it to Penn State, but here's the differentiation, okay? Bo Schimbelecker was approached by an adult of a he-said-she-said said situation. Yep. He did administratively what you're told to do. The situation in Penn State was differently because the assistant coach, first of all, if I'd been an assistant coach and I had seen a grown man mm -hmm. physically do that thing to a small child, right. I'd have, my redneck would have come out and you'd have to bail me out because I'd have whipped his butt. But beyond that, that was a child endangerment situation. Right. That you can't totally wait. Different. Okay, that's, again, and that was reported, and again, nothing was done. That was his assistant coach. That was somebody who, that Joe Paterno had authority over. Bo Schimbelecker does not have authority over this particular doctor because he was administration under the AD. Mm -hmm. So that's logistically different, and I'm not a... I'm not a, a excuse maker for Michigan or Penn State or anybody else. I'm just telling you as an outsider, that's how I view it. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some funner things, and we got to close up the podcast. Uh, so I'm going to take my last few minutes first and close up, and then I'll turn to Ernest. Uh, my final good minutes are about Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson ended up tying for second today at a tournament as a tune-up. This is a tune-up tournament before the tournament play. Uh, I think it's the PGA Championship next week. Is that correct? Um, yes. Anyway, so that's really good for good old Phil. I mean, Phil has been around. He always plays very interesting. I think because of Tiger Woods, he's always going to be considered second. I guess he should be, but he's been a tremendous player. For him to come and tie for second with the likes of Justin Thomas and Brooks 
Kepka and uh, other players, I think is really awesome. And so, hey, I would say chalk up one for the gold old guy there. And Phil Mickelson, I'm thinking is 42 or 43. How old do you think he is? He's 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 probably in his mid 40s. Yeah, I mean, Tiger, Tiger's 42 or 43, and he's older than Tiger. Yeah, this is where sometimes it's nice to look up. I take it back. Phil Mickelson's 50. Why did I think he was 43? Yeah, I was thinking he was a lot older because isn't hey, Tiger 43 or 44? And how tall do you think Phil Mickelson is? I'm going to say he's 5'10". 6'3". 6'3". I know. I didn't think he was that tall. But anyways, Ernest, your final good minutes. Okay, this ain't uplifting, but stick with me still, folks. I got two. Uh, there is a powerful documentary on HBO if you have option to get that. It's uh, called The Weight of Gold. And it's uh, actually produced by Michael Phelps. And uh, it just tells different stories of well-known Olympians like Bodie Miller and Lolo Jones and Michael Phelps about the hard work they did and when they achieved their goals. Uh the hard part they had to deal with life is it that respect. And there are a lot of lesser known individuals in other sports, those who didn't medal, those who did achieve. And it's a powerful, you know, people say, oh, well, they get all the adoration. Well, those in the minor sports like skeleton and ice skating and those types of things uh, stick with the entire thing because the last five minutes will blow you away. I will just tell you that. But it is well done. You're not going to give us any hints? Uh, okay, I can tell you. No, I'd rather not. Okay. I'd rather not. All right. I, I would think less. My jaw hit the ground, and I'm usually pretty good at fiction and nonfiction telling you how things are going to end. And with this, you, you just it will move you emotionally at the end, I will tell you that. Mm. And also, let's, let's keep all the people in the pathway of Isa Elis, which is the first tropical storm slash hurricane that's going to hit this year, yes, I pronounced it correctly. I paid attention in Spanish 101. Uh, let's keep all this, yeah, in our hearts and prayers. And again, uh, what else can 2020 bring us? COVID, <laughs> murder, hornet, murder, murder hornets. hornets, hurricanes, Kobe dying. I mean, let's face it, uh, it's not been a good year, folks. We yeah. stayed up till 12 o'clock on December 31st for this. This is what we stayed up for, uh, but we still have each other. So let's let's take commensuration in that. Yeah. Hey, enjoy the sports while we have it. Who knows how long they're going to last? And oh, it, yeah. it was awful I mean, fun to come home and watch and, and channel surf and watch several different things. And so we'll wrap it up for Ernest Watts. This is Paul Arnold. Have a great night. <laughs>